Right then, good morning everybody. Let's get straight to this. Let's not waste any time here. Let's have a look. I asked yesterday, any like frequently asked questions, any concerns, what do you need help with the most, to see if there's anything that's recurring amongst the community. So let's have a look at a few things coming in and I'll give my, you know, bit of advice on it, if it, if it, you know, if it's useful or not. Hopefully it's useful, obviously. Okay, first up, um, I think the biggest challenge is my diet and make sure I hit my macros. Yep, my app says I'm meant to have 92 grams of protein a day. Does it matter if we have additional protein or go over? No, so this is the important thing. You can go over your protein by like 30 or 40 grams a day. Like, if there's anything to go over, go over on your protein. The studies are just, you know, the benefits of high protein diets are just enormous. Um, so if you are really, really hungry, for example, then you can have like that phage 0% fat Greek yogurt and just boost your protein up or you can have kind of like protein snacks and stuff like that that you can go over your macros but actually it doesn't really it's not going to be bad right so that's a trick really have on hand like protein snacks some of them do obviously have fat and carbs in them and you, you you've struggled to find like 100% protein sources um, but definitely have in the back of your head I can go over my protein by up to 40 grams and all is well Okay, next up. Okay, I think I think a few other members have been dieting for years and have failed at many, many diets. How can we ensure we have success this time around and make this the change that's needed? Uh, very good question. And uh, if I knew the answer to this in this entirety, then, you know, I'll probably be on the news or something, wouldn't I? Because this is the biggest problem of all. We tend to be able to lose weight, but we, we struggle to keep her off. The main problem with this is like the identity. People aren't changing their lifestyles and identity when they're doing the changes. They're kind of seen as a temporary thing. So like, I'll do this challenge and then, yeah, I'll lose my weight and then it'll be fine. You do this challenge to help slowly change your behaviors and lifestyle and identity to somebody who, over the long term, will keep the weight off because of their actions and their identity. Does that make sense? So that's the main thing, is like not to see fitness plans and stuff as a thing. So that's why we talk about slow and steady one day at a time. Like, what can we do to change our outlook and things? Like, stretch your minds. Like, I've, over the last, like, two or three years, my mind has been on opinions, on ways I look at things, on my behaviors have changed drastically because over time, I've kept at it, I've kept learning, I've kept, like, you know, reading, I've kept doing work in this business and other business, I've kept talking to people who are top-end intelligent experts. And over time, you start shaping, actually, I want to be this type of person and these are the behaviours. And then over time, you look back, well, actually, now, now I kind of automatically never binge drink. Like, I used to drink loads all the time. Now I don't automatically, it's, it's ingrained in me now. Like, um, you know, I, I always question now, like, is this necessary? Am I eating this now because I'm just being a lazy and I'm getting a delivery and is it worth it? Will I regret this tomorrow? I like I always question my first impression of things, my first automatic thing. I'm always questioning that now and that's an automatic thing in my life now that it wasn't before. So that like my identity, my behaviors change. And it's this these things have allowed me now to maintain a healthier weight. Like I weigh about 180 pounds at the moment. Um, you know, I was like 200 pounds maybe like at my peak maybe when I was like bulking 
uh, as well as in like it, it, in a sense it was like kind of an excuse for me to keep eating loads and loads at meal times and be able to just go to the gym and go down bulking but deep down I knew it was just because I didn't have the behaviours uh, ingrained in me to kind of control my overeating like some people you know you ask people who know me like I used to eat you know I used to go out for food and I'll have two mains <laughs> it's stupid right my identity at the time I was in bulk and I can eat two meals but now it's different it's like is this benefiting me is this moderate so I think that's how to look at it like it's, there's no magic answer to this it's about like community helping you kind of build these new habits build these new outlooks and over time by being being a part of a community like Turtle you know it rubs off on you You've, you know you're, you're talking to experts you're talking to other turtles you're like you know you are the sum of the five people they say so these slowly morph you and you morph your, dis- your identity and decision making into this person you want to be and that's how it becomes long term however like I always say to people as well like you know the the planet has seasons yeah there's never summer 24 7 all every day of the year and neither is your body going to be in this peak summer whole year so people are always like oh, I want to be in a deficit and keep my weight off and I want to be 125 pounds all year round and it's like that's not how it works like when the winter comes you know winter things change like you might need a bit more weight on you to deal you might need a bit more of a calorie allowance you want to eat more you're not going to be one look forever but what we can do is remain in a kind of a buffer zone where it's like i got this buffer zone of about 10 pounds where my absolute ideal weight i know for a fact my ideal weight you could say is when i was 125 you could say that that's my oh perfect we go but your weight for the autumn and winter and most of the spring might be 135 yeah 132 but maybe you want to look your best for a thing and maybe you can start you know reducing your macros a bit and you can get back down to your goal and now this isn't your your dieting because you're not going from extremes you're staying within this buffer zone and to understand that you as a human are like the seasons you're always changing you've got winters and summers difference that's the that is the key to unlock long-term change because you're not dealing with impossibles like you're not dealing with i will forever now want to look like this for and if i don't that means i failed nah nah that there's you 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 know we call peaking you peak at different times depending on things and you know you might be really pumped up to go running in in january and you're burning way more calories and steps maybe your job changes where you're on your feet more and it allows you to lose more weight just because you're moving more okay versus when three months before when actually you were trying harder but you just didn't have the time to get steps in because you work in desk job 24 7 you know a lot of stuff happening so things change and things outside your control as well can impact it so be flexible not only with your eating but with your kind of you know ideal physique in a sense like let go of having an ideal physique 24 7 every every day of all, all weeks of the year and you'll feel a lot more comfortable with um understanding how this all works hopefully that helped i don't know let me know Okay, um, my main questions are about what to eat. Apps told me to eat 130 grams of protein. I have no idea what that actually looks like. Um, I did a answer to a question, the 10 part answer that I blitzed out. So let me just advice on nutrition and protein. So first of all, think protein first. So the benefits are massive. You feel less hungry, your satiety to meals improves. So you eat something, you go, wow, I'm feeling full. That's a better response. Ah, I could block nose. Help with muscle building. Showing studies, high-protein diets also help you lose more fat as a percentage of your weight loss. Two, look at carbs and fats as interchangeable. It doesn't matter what the ratio is. So 
if you naturally eat more fat in your diet and you notice that you're always going over your fats, then go to more settings in the bottom right of the app, go to macro preferences, slide fat up, carbs goes down, total calorie remains the same automatically. God, what an app, guys, what an app. Okay, use a macro planner. If you know your weekends are heavier, come on, we all know, you might as well just start reducing your weekday stuff now and give yourself more of an allowance on the weekends. Even if you don't track, you've already done the work of creating a bigger deficit going into the weekend. So if you do go overboard, the chances are you're still gonna be within your targets, okay? Okay, next one. To start with, don't overthink eating perfect foods. Just eat what you like. Try and be moderate with your approach to the portion sizes and check that you're eating protein with most of your meals, every meal ideally. Okay, and reflect back and go, what can you do better? That's the way to go about it. Okay, number five, one meal versus five intermittent fasting. It doesn't matter for fat loss. Find what works for you. I actually prefer to wait until about 12 to one to eat my first meal. I just prefer, I can do it, it's easier. Um, kind of is doing intermittent fasting in a sense, but I'm not calling it that because it's just my preference. Like there's no magic to intermittent fasting. Just, you know, just what it is. So find out what works for you. Do you like breakfast? Eat it if you don't. Maybe you can go to 12 for your first meal and save more of your macros for the evening. Maybe that is beneficial for you. If you don't sleep enough, so if you don't sleep seven hours plus of good sleep, the studies have shown, right, you don't, sorry guys, uh, you don't overeat on breakfast. So if you don't have enough sleep, you're not gonna overeat on breakfast, you're not gonna overeat at lunch, you're not gonna overeat at dinner. But what does happen in the studies, and it's concrete in these studies, is that the post-dinner snack time, calorie intake, or doubles or more if you don't have enough sleep. So think about that. Your behavior near 24 hours prior is affecting your snacking after your dinner watching TV and you think it's got no link. But the studies, you know, the studies have shown if you get adequate sleep, the appetite, the, the craving for the snacks post dinner are not there. Like the, the mechanics, completely unknown. I need to look into it more, like get a sleep expert to talk about this because it is quite intriguing that they found this out, like a very specific find. Calorie intake the same all of the meals, but post in a snack. So, you know, it's boring advice, but you have to get sleep in. It's just, ah, uh, guys, I don't know what to say about sleep anymore. Like, just sleep if you don't, and you think, you know, if you think work's more important than you sleep, we got, I got bad news for you, real bad news. You've got to find a way to have balance. Okay, don't mistake craving for hunger. Are you really hungry? Or did you just see that gorgeous, sexy, melting Mars bar and you smelled it and you were like, oh, I'd love it. I'm hungry, actually. Oh, yeah, that's a nice trick you might play, didn't you? Sees the most stunning meal or, like, dessert of all time and tries to tell you that you're actually hungry now after you just had a meal about 30 minutes ago. Come on. This is what the Stoics talk about, first impressions. That first impression, that first, like, automatic thought or opinion or something, like, is it really legit? Is that, re- is that the reality of it or is that just a false one and we should probably go, do you know what, mind, how's about you bugger off me, stop talking shit to me, <laughs> I know it looks nice but I'm not actually hungry, you're making me crave it, so that's difference, big, big one, um, feeling hungry is normal in a deficit, it's important, like, you know, when you're in a deficit, you know, you're not eating enough calories for your body's requirements, so, you know, it does, sometimes you get a bit of hunger, you're in there, it's quite light, but I find it as a good indication I'm actually in a deficit. For me personally, I'm like, oh, I feel like yeah, okay, I'm, I'm on track. That's where I kind of like it. And guys, human beings have survived hundreds of thousands of years not eating every two bloody hours. You don't have to eat all the time. If you feel a bit hungry, oh, I've got to eat, but my body's going to break down. Do you know how long we can go without eating food? 
it's water that's important, but we can go ages without eating food. I'm not saying do it, I'm saying a little bit of hunger is not going to kill you. If you go over, don't go all or nothing and throw it all away. Going over is normal, just track it as normal, get on with your day, end of. Okay, don't catastrophize, don't make it bigger than it needs to be. Final one, it's a game, chill out. Don't need to take it seriously like Tetris, it's a bit of Tetris guys. Let's fit the food into the macros, fit them in, you can plan it out. Strategy beforehand, before Tetris, you can go, I'm going to plan this out, but I'm going to smash it in Tetris, plan it out. Or you go to YOLO and go, I'm just going to do whatever feels right at the time. See if it works out. <laughs> sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't, yeah. But the important thing is not to be rigid with your eating behaviours, because it just doesn't work. Like You have to learn to be flexible, you have to learn to be self, uh, self well, not self-sufficient, but you have, to be, you have to learn to trust your own they trust you can make decisions that are like are right. Does that make sense? Like you have to you can't keep relying on oh, should I do a meal plan? Should I do this and that? You have to be like, you know what? I I really need that chocolate bar tonight. I've had a really stressful day and I'd love to sit down, have a chocolate bar, speak to my partner or your friend or whatever you want to do, and ask him, I just love, I want a bit of comfort there, it's fine. And just you know, be able to actually have the access to do that. Okay? Because if that's off the the kind of table for you and all you want is that comfort thing then you're going to feel even more to rebel against and you're going to actually start uh, hating yourself in a way for stopping yourself being able to do those behaviours. So be flexible, okay? Like, if it if it's something that takes you over your macro targets, it's fine. You can use the macro planner, you can let it go, start again tomorrow, a new day. Um, but don't just throw everything away and, and just think of it as, I need to be flexible to what's happening to me in the world. Like, you know, did we know COVID was coming? No. We don't know what's going to happen to us. Things outside our control are always impacting us. And, you know, it's up to us to decide if we do, but we can't, I can't sit here and say, you know, it would be a perfect, perfectly wise stoic sage and nothing's ever going to impact you as it will. Yeah, it will. And sometimes we just need those little things, those little comforts that will get us through that day. Uh, I think it's important. So be flexible and learn to understand being flexible and that way of life. Otherwise, it's never going to work out. Um, so this has gone on for a bit longer than I thought, so I'll leave it at that, guys. So if there's any more questions that do come in, let me know. Um, hope you enjoyed the first workouts. So the first workout, Dr. P, me and Ryan. Just a note, I think some had an email, and this is a valid question. It's like, are all the workouts going to be quite slow in demonstration and how they're going to progress? And it's like, first of all, we can't compare these workouts to high-intensity interval training workouts. Completely different. Like, high-intensity is just crazy variety. Like, you just follow it and you just blindly follow it and job done, you sweat, game, you know, done. I think I've done my job. Well, really, that's going to be decent for general fitness. When we look at strength muscle building, which is really what we're going to focus on, one, we have to understand progressions, which we've built in. So as you come through the weeks with us, it is going to get harder, much harder, and you're going to push it. You're going to push it and it's going to get harder. Second of all, we have to learn to do exercises properly, guys. Like, you can't just jump in and work out and go crazy. You've got to learn why an exercise is done a certain way. For example, press-ups, you know, with the arrow versus the T. You know, if you're doing the press-up with your elbows up, all that weight is going up through your top, into your front of your delt, yeah? And it's bad. It's trap. It's get, people get injured. and It's horrible. You bring your elbows down and you've got that kind of triangle, yeah? And it's all tricep and chest, Right? And we have to keep these cues, like we've caused enough people now, like you can't just tell somebody once, might, someone might pick it up straight away, but we have to remind ourselves, and the rep, the rep speed is important, you know, the three seconds down, okay, slight pause, boom, explosive, explosive up, or the explosive pull, 
we don't stop at the end of the rep. We go back into it. Okay, this type of tempo, this control, this way of doing the exercises properly is more important in week one than going straight into four sets of four exercises and doing it wrong. Okay, so we're starting small, but trust me, okay, by the end of week five, you're going to go, thank God we built up. I know exactly what I'm doing. These workouts, exercises feel much better week five. I know exactly the mind-muscle connection is so much better. I feel so much stronger. I can see him getting stronger. What a program, five weeks, as opposed to, yeah, we just did five weeks of hit workouts. I'd be like, right, did you enjoy them? Yeah, really good. Okay, what did you uh, did you improve? Wow, I feel a bit fitter, right? Like, okay, what what else? Did did you feel progressions? Like, do you know what weight you were using before now? Like, what what can you what are you gonna do next to progress yourself? Like, it's it's unknown. It's unknown, and when it's unknown, you can't you know you can't improve what you can't measure essentially. Okay, so we have to measure to then improve. Okay. That's the important part that I'm going to drill in to you. But please be open to the new experience. I know there's going to be more demonstration and talking into the first week. Um, and you, I know you're just going to get on with things. But we'll try and make it as exciting as we can for the first week. But as the weeks go on, yeah, week three, four, and five, you know, we're not going to be doing more demo stuff. We put the music on. We're going to blitz the music. We're going to smash the reps and sets out. And then it's going to be a bit more fun, more intense. We challenge ourselves. So, guys, I'm going to shut up now. Um... And I want you to get on with your day and, you know, stop messing about. Start your day right now. And I'll see you in the group, obviously.